1: And welcome, everybody. Welcome. Wednesday version of the two guys at a mic show here on the TalkZone.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Not-so-beautiful weatherwise Wednesday here in the fine city of Chicago. But we are so glad you could join us. We'll talk sports and more, particularly more. We'll jump off the sports page early and often, and of course, you will be treated to the outstanding, soon-to-be award-winning music of the TalkZone.com. inspirational, inspirational, motivational, hits me deep, deep in the inner organs each and every day at the fine music here at talkzone.com Not sure what award it's going to win, and uh, Randy Meyer sitting on the other side of the glass. Me and Joel got so frustrated with our lack of notoriety that uh, if you can't beat them and join them kind of theory, we decided we started our own award show, gave out our own awards. We call it the Lubatrons. It's not done on any kind of regular basis, but on occasion when awards need to be given out. And I think, uh, Randy Myers, certainly Assistant Producer Engineer of the Year Award. You, Randy, in the very near future will be, and, and careful how I say this, holding a Lubatron. <laughs> but there will be Lubatron Awards, and I'm sure the music of the talkzone.com will get that. Alright, 888-463-6748, our phone number waiting for the big dog to check in. Apologize. For uh, the repeat show yesterday, at the last minute, I went to, not somebody I really knew well, just a little bit, but I went to a funeral, very, very sad, 49 years old, passed away from cancer. But I was kind of debating, uh, you know, I have read the story, I kind of followed it on that uh, CaringBridge.com. Boy, you read some of the responses. I'm very into obituaries these days. And, you know, I only say that semi-sarcastic, I find... Some people find it you know, depressing, and they purposely avoid that part of the page. And, and a lot of it, obviously, is very, very sad part of the paper, I should say. But I also find it uh, inspirational. Maybe as I move up in age, I find it uh, not motivating, but it uh, gives you a sense of purpose. It makes you value life without getting a little bit too corny here. But I, I find, again, sounding a little bit weird, I find the obituary page reading about some of the stories uh, inspirational inspirational motivational but uh so i thought the last second taking the shower this morning or yesterday morning you know debating and you know should i come in or should i not should i come in go to the funeral i decided to go with something i read in my little bits and pieces motivational little magazine and i went with what i call the rocking chair test now randy you want to stick around for this this is, this is a not something i invented but this is something I read and it stuck with me. The rocking chair test is basically this. When you have to make a decision, okay? it can be a minor decision or even a little bit more critical, think of the rocking chair test. And that is when you're sitting in your rocking chair 20 or 30 years from now, sitting back thinking about it, what decision would you have regretted and what decision would you have thought was a good decision. So I'm, I'm taking the shower yesterday morning. And again, it was not somebody I knew real well. Typically, I would not have gone to the funeral, knew the husband, actually, it was the wife that had passed away. But as I'm taking the shower, the thought occurred to me of the rocking chair test, and I'm thinking 25 years from now, you know, it's one award-winning talkzone.com show versus an appearance at someone who was very instrumental in the community, loved by many, and, you know, 20 years from now, sitting in the rocking chair, what? would have been more important to do it. I think the question was answered. That's why I missed the show yesterday, so I apologize. All right, All right let's welcome in, uh, uh, and again, our phone number here if you want to check in. If you're into the obituaries like me, more and more, big dog, I'm getting infatuated by the obituary page. I almost go to that now before the sports page. It's a source of concern. Maybe it's, maybe it's the impending doom that I feel coming. 888-463-6748. Without further ado... What better way to follow obituary and funeral talk than to welcome in my good partner, the big dog, Joel Radwanski, the virtual rocking chair test himself. How are you, dog?
0: Uh, doing very well, coach, and you did make the right decision did, yesterday.
1: But did that make, thank you, did that make sense, though, the rocking chair test? I like that. I, I think it's good. I like that. Yeah. That's, uh,
0: no, you're, you're exactly right. I, I'll have to use that later on because yeah. there many, many times where I, I have major decisions to do. Yes. Uh, to make, and, and I tend to. Make the wrong decision.
1: Mhm. And no, and please. again, you know, it's tough whether whether it's wrong or right. This is not something I came up with. I read it and it kind of stuck with me. And I think it's a, it's a it's a little thing, but it can be very valuable. 20 years from now, as a grandpa, you're sitting in the rocking chair. What? Sometimes we make spur the moment decisions, big dog, that maybe aren't the best ones. So sit back and think. You know, looking back at it in the future, how how will you view the decision you made?
0: Yeah, uh, Rudy Giuliani was, like, huge uh-huh. on that, about funerals for some reason. He's like, you know, anybody can go to a wedding and have a good time. He's like, you know, it's more important to be there in, the, in that time to remember somebody. I was like, wow. mm-hmm. Just ever since then, I've tried to make it a point.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you, like me, find them at times? I mean, obviously, there's the inherent sadness with them, but do you find them when you leave sometimes? You hear the stories, some of the talks and stuff. Um, I don't know if inspirational is the right word, but it... It gives you a deeper meaning of life. It actually makes you, in some twisted way, feel better a little bit. You
0: know, uh, I, I, I think so. I really do. I had like a similar experience because I was with my mom and uh, I, I, you know, I'm, and my girlfriend on Mother's Day, mm-hmm. and we're driving down Lagrange Road, and we see a, a, a like a cemetery, and there are legitimately hundreds of people out there. So, like, I immediately said it to my mom, "Hey, why don't we go visit Grandma?" You know, so we because my brother and his girlfriend and all their kids, we all went out to the cemetery, like 15 of us. The place was packed. I didn't realize it. So I guess that's something to do on Mother's Day is like to go out. All these people, to be honest with you, nobody, everybody at the cemetery was like in a good mood. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not not talking about, there were cars lined up. There were hundreds of cars in there, maybe a thousand cars. There were like 10,000 people at this funeral, uh, uh, at the cemetery. It's the one on Wolf Road and, um, and uh, 22nd Street, I'm trying to think of the okay. name of it.
1: Not it's familiar not with that one. I, I try to yeah. pass by as many cemeteries in the Chicago area as I can. I don't think I've passed by Wolf in 22, but okay.
0: Oh, well, it's, I'm trying to think of the name of it. Yeah. Sam Giancana is buried there. Ah. And, like, legitimately, there's at least <clears throat> 50,000 blocks there, maybe more than that. There's wow. Like, maybe 100,000. Wow. Uh, because when we had to look up my mom, I mean my grandma,
2: uh-huh.
0: it in order to, there was at least a hundred Eleanor Millers because that was my grandma's name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I mean, there's a hundred thousand people there at least. That's-
1: now, is there a little little like clubhouse you can go to where they give you directions and make sure that you're actually paying tribute to the correct Eleanor Miller?
0: Oh, absolutely. There's okay. a couple of them. It took us a while to find the because there's actually there was a hundred and eighty-five different like little lots mm-hmm. and the lots had. They were huge. I was like, I was just, I was actually in awe of the size of the cemetery. Okay, like I really didn't, because you know, it takes like three or four minutes just to drive yeah. past it on the highway.
1: Well, you know, when the, when they got a crossing guard at the, uh, in, you know, and traffic cops at some of the intersections of the cemetery, yeah. you know, it's a pretty busy cemetery, pretty big place.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what was going on. Yeah. So, uh All right. yeah, it was. But you're, you're exactly right, coach. You're like people weren't like, like mourning or upset. People mm-hmm. were like in a good mood that day. It was. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I, a, I had it, had it had
1: an extremely weird thing happened to me going to the funeral, Big Dad. This is, this was really odd. I got there a little bit early, so I'm walking and it was in a big, um, the, the the church is next to the school. So there's a big school parking lot where everyone parks, and I'm walking through the school parking lot, uh, to the little entrance way headed to the church, and a car pulls up. Stops by me, and again, I'm walking by myself. There were no immediate people around me. And Two guys,
0: what's that? Uh, no, never no, go. go.
1: Two guys, maybe 25, 30 years old, T-shirt and blue jeans, didn't look particularly dressed up, and they go, uh, hey, excuse me, sir, where did the buses go? <laughs> what? And, you know, I was kind of dressed up, so maybe they thought I worked there. I, I go, uh, say what? Did you see where the buses went? They seemed a little bit urgent. And I'm going, I didn't, I didn't see any, there were four buses, they said, four buses with kids. I, I didn't, I didn't see it. We were supposed to work. I, and I thought maybe, maybe they were supposed to, uh, be on it. Maybe they were supposed to be doing some maintenance, the way they were dressed on it, some maintenance. Were you guys, you know, did you have an appointment? Were you supposed to work on them? And you, you know, and the buses left before you came. They go, no, no, no. There were kids on those buses, man. I swear to you, this is what's going on. I'm like, okay. I go, I don't work here. So, you know, I'm really not sure. All right, well, it's on you. He goes, it's on you if something happens. And then and then then I start walking away. And then this is the one that really threw me. And I can't say it verbatim, but it was some, you know, Jesus will keep an eye on you. It's on you, man, if something happens. He starts throwing the religious stuff. Praise be the Lord. If something happens with those kids, it's on you, man. Like, that was... out of the complete blue, I have no idea where that kid, the car pulled away. I should have gotten the license plate because the next thing in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I, you know, as soon as I got out of the funeral, I turned on WGN News. I wanted to make sure four buses of kids weren't lost. You know, these guys were like the culprits or something. But that, they pulled away. I have no idea what that was about.
0: You know, Coach, you really should get the last. That's a good idea for people. When you get messed around and somebody's acting crazy and stupid, you, it, it's not a bad idea to get a license plate
1: number. Yes, and I'm not, no question.
0: Call up immediately, but no. you know, it's,
1: just uh, have it in the back of your mind, yeah.
0: Because, uh, uh, like that one day that I was, it was late at night, and I got run off the road, legitimately run off the road. Uh-huh. Like uh, I got hit in the rear quarter panel on the highway. Oh, and my car went. side. remember well, we weren't doing the show yet, Coach. This was I was still doing the the show right before you, the thirty minute shot clock. I, I was on ninety ninety four driving down the road. Okay, and some guy decided uh, started screaming at me and my girlfriend at the time. Like, and so it didn't. It sounded, it was just gibberish, right? And we were like, "What?" It sounded like the devil. And next thing we know, the guy <laughs> just drilled our rear quarter panel, going sixty miles an hour and on the highway. So next thing I know, the car is sliding sideways, and I'm going across lanes of traffic. <laughs> now this is the part of ninety ninety four that is just south of Roosevelt Road. So I mean, just south people where I hit mm-hmm. the wall. This is an elevated this is at least three stories in the air.
1: And in your hit, opinion, like the, the car hit you on purpose or was it hard so to tell? Right in my opinion, one hundred percent
0: the guy tried to hit me on purpose. Wow. Okay. Hit the rear quarter panel to wipe us <clears throat> out. I slam it to the wall and coach, I, I I'm patting myself on the back. Honestly, that was, it, I, it was really amazing driving because like I was able to turn the wheel in time that we kinda hit it sideways and not head on mm-hmm. and like like we kind of slammed into the wall twice because of it, but we didn't slam really hard once, which who knows what would happen. Well, like, I'm laying there after the airbag goes off. I had slammed my head up against the side of the car, and not the airbag.
2: Uh-huh. And,
0: like, cops were there immediately. IDOT was there immediately, Coach. I All I got to tell you is the IDOT gets it done. It's, it's amazing. Those boys are good. They, they had everything blocked off. Like, within a minute, cops were there. IDOT had it blocked off.
1: I dot. By the way, for our fine listeners in the non-Chicago area, Illinois Department of Transportation. Some of uh, America's finest, truly.
0: Uh, Coach, you know, I think every state has a dot, don't they? I think they have like. I'm uh, not sure. A dot. I, I, I've seen it a lot. I've seen, okay. M like, dot like MDOT, I
1: Missouri Department of Transportation. Uh huh. T dot Texas Department of Transportation. Very nice. Yes. Yeah, so I know that. Indiana is Indot. Ah. Ah. Okay.
2: Very
1: nice. We've got, we've got I dot. They've got dot. Okay.
0: I wonder who's trying to – I mean, so uh, does, like, Alaska have dot?
1: Nah, you got to call it A dot. Okay, Bama dot. <laughs> That
0: wouldn't be bad. <laughs> well, and, like, Coach, I'm not kidding you. I tell the police officer what happened. He's like, oh, yeah, some guy just ran you off the road, right, just just ran you off the road. And, you know, and because and it was – you know her. It was Peggy at the time. I dying in the Miracle. She's like, yeah, we just got run up the road. I'm not kidding you. Uh, People were behind us, saw it. Well, three people. One guy chased the other guy, lost the guy. He came back and told the story later. Two people pulled over immediately to see where they were like, we thought you were dead. He was like, there was, they're like, how could you walk away from what just happened? And uh, uh, so they told the police officer exactly what we told them. So they, you know, they tow it, the cops drive us home. They were the the police officer really, really nice to us. Uh, The next morning we wake up and find out that the exact description of that car ran Three cars off the road on wow. Lakeshore Drive. Killed four kids. Wow. 18 to wow. uh, 20 years old that morning. Unbelievable. That morning. I'm not kidding you. And it was 10 minutes afterwards because the guy got right on Roosevelt Road, which you would be able to go right on the Lakeshore Drive, and they killed him right by the wow. – where like right by Oak Street Beach right and, there.
1: And hopefully there's on a road. semi-happy ending to the story. You're going to tell me that those uh, that car and the driver uh, was eventually caught.
0: Um, the guy got away, Coach. Ugh. Ran, ran four people, wow. more people off the road and got away. Wow. The guy was high on something, Coach, because when he screamed at us on the highway, it was a summer. It was a July night. Uh, it was coming home from my, one of my buddies' going away parties, and uh, the windows were down. And this guy started. I mean, I didn't. Have, I, I was like legitimately like scared by what he was yelling at me. Like, it kind mm-hmm. of, what the? It's, he sounded like an animal. <laughs> Not,
1: as as Drug-induced road rage—that's not a not a good combination. And uh, it
0: was a it was a car stolen from Tennessee. Oh boy! And it had been stolen like ten hours earlier, so the guy probably came right up 57. You know, it was it was, it was they 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 put it all together that the guy probably came right up from 57, and he's at, like on 9094 because you know it turns into that. So
1: that was a, a literal near-death experience for you. You almost uh, your career could have ended. With the thirty-second shot clock, about nine years ago on WSBC twelve forty a.m. Yeah, incredible. that would have been it. The obit would have been very short. up Look at the bright side. Now, if you were to get in a car crash, God forbid. Now, if you were to pass away, you might be you might be one of the featured obits. Now that you're a semi-big shooter on the two guys in a mic show.
0: Yeah, I would have a pretty long uh, yeah. array of job descriptions. Though. Mm-hmm. Some good ones, though. Some really good ones. Yeah,
1: two thirds of the obituary would be uh, you know pretty positive stuff, and hopefully they don't. Check too closely on the police records and bring up the other third, but I think for the most part, you'd have a, you'd come away, you know, not that you would know about it, but you'd come away looking pretty good, Big Dog.
0: All victimless crime Coach. <laughs> All of it is victimless crime. Remember that.
1: Uh, I'll, I'll make sure I jot that down. But the point, the key point you were trying to make with this uh, story, near, literal, near death experience is if possible, get the license plate. You never know.
0: I yes. mean, uh, hopefully, it never matters anything, but all of a sudden, you hear about the exact same description of somebody that you knew, and then all of a sudden, they're running people off the road and yep. killing. It might have been actually like six kids in that car, Coach. Mm-hmm. I, I know there was at least four it was like a packed key to cars. It was unbelievable. Kid, wow. The guy got away with it. Oh.
1: And the three other people died because of it. That's unbelievable. By the way, uh, speaking of radio shows, Big Dog, and I know you started off with the 30-second shot clock, and we had the morning break radio show. You're on two, by the way. What's that? The thirty-minute show. Ah, I'm sorry. Yeah, thirty seconds would be an awful short show. But uh I found out via our website. Now we have competition, my friend. There is another. There is another two guys in a mic show. They're working out of Los Angeles. And you'll check out the website, Big All you got to do is Google in two guys in a mic, L.A. But I'm warning you now, because and and listeners too, if you pass the word on to the show to other people, you know our show can get off the the beaten path a little bit, but. There's two guys in a Mike LA show. And I haven't heard much of it, but you go to their website. They're working blue, my friend. I mean, it is definitely adult blogs, adult radio. But we got competition, big dog, and it's of a very saucy variety.
0: Do we need to change our name? Possibly. Are they, they're, they're two guys in a net, And we're two no, guys in a Mike.com.
1: No, we're two guys, Mike.com. They're two guys and a Mike.com, So it can be easily confused. Unfortunately, if someone, for instance, were checking your job reference, and you know, looking up and Joel Rebotsky, you mentioned you're on the two guys at a mic show, and all of, you know, they, they get that show instead of ours. They're not hiring you because there there definitely is some questionable stuff. You'll check it out, but uh,
0: oh no, that's not good. I, I know that. Like those people with MLB, maybe they just checked that's, it out, and next thing you know, the, the, I, uh, oh no, that's not good.
1: Yeah, I'm worried about that too. So you got to be specific now to send people to two guys Mike com and let them know the L.A. show is definitely not ours. David Olson, not only our music director, our engineer, and our uh, historical and TV and movie expert, you are now our legal expert. Do we have any legal moves we could do as someone copy? Although, you know what? I think we copied someone else's name, so maybe maybe we don't. Yeah, if you don't have a trademark or a copyright on your name, there's nothing you can do. Really? And And even so... Uh, the, there, there's nothing you could do about the domain name. There's nothing. But they you can could do start a that. radio show with the same name as us. If you don't have a trademark or copyright. Right. And
0: yeah, and, and, if, if, and if you don't believe David, just go ask Colonel Sanders, Coach. Different business, know. but yeah, if you don't have everything in writing, you're, uh-huh. somebody else can just come up and snatch it.
1: Really? So, so if I right. have uh, Jim's so a dog, dog and beans restaurant, it's a big hit in Chicago. Somebody else. Can open up Jim Dog and Beans Restaurant on the south side? Same yeah, name?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely they can. Mm-hmm.
1: You yeah, sure about that?
0: Could. Yeah, 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 they could. If you didn't have all the, the legal stuff wound up and it, you absolutely mm-hmm. they could do whatever they wanted yeah.
1: to. I'm going to question your legal authority. I don't think they can do it that easy. Any legal experts out there? 888-463-6748. Obituaries, near-death driving experiences on the highway and... Trademarks and lawsuits for names uh the topic of di- discussion for today, Big Dog.
0: Not a bad discussion, Coach. Not bad. No. I, Not bad. You know, I, you know, I, could, I could change direction at any time. I had a pretty interesting evening last night.
1: Okay. Well, we've we got our, fir- our first up hitter, second up hitter, our third up hitter was the legal battle. Batting in the cleanup spot is the Big Dog's what happened to the Big Dog last night, which used to be, by the way, a regular segment on our show before your life got very boring.
0: No, I, I'm I'm a little bit worried. <laughs> I'm a little bit worried about those whole two guys in the mic thing because uh, last night I went out with, uh, with my girlfriend to the to the Shinto Japanese bar and grill. Okay. you know, it's that hibachi stuff. It's like it's a, they got $12 Tuesdays for hibachi grill. Are you kidding me? I mean, I, that's about as good of a deal as you can a find. Shinto
1: hibachi grill. Okay.
0: Yeah. And uh, so last night we were there and uh, we picked up a couple girls, my girlfriend and I. Uh-oh. From the that were at the, they were actually at the grill table doing all that stuff. They were cracking us up. We were cracking them up. So we went out uh, salsa dancing with them last night, Coach. And I cannot salsa dance. But well, one thing I learned to do is I can Charleston in the middle of everybody else salsa <laughs> dancing. And I gotta tell you, something. it was pretty interesting. Well, you know they're gonna to listen to the show. I don't want them thinking that you know we're up to Yes, the that's you
1: know, that's I'm why I'm telling you. Stuff. We 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 need to be specific when we let people know what our show is now.
0: Okay, I'm definitely going to be a little yeah. bit – I'm going to find out all the – as a matter of fact, I'm going to remember our phone number. That is something that's uh, – I've actually made that a goal of mine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I can – I memorized a 10-page script to do uh, for this this boat thing that I'm doing, this tour guide.
1: Uh-huh. But you <laughs> can't remember our <laughs> phone number. I can't remember our phone <laughs> number. <laughs> well, I'll try to get you business cards, but, uh, you know, talkzone.com, two guys oh, and a mic, you can yeah. always throw it out. Even if you forget the number, you can give them the, you know, the time that – Show. You can always go to TalkZone.com, too. That's a safe way to approach it.
0: Talkzone. I, that's how I always go at it because, you know, we're at the top. Do you realize that? Uh, what do you mean? You go to TalkZone.com because we're numerical. Mm-hmm. Shows are in alphabetical order. It looks like we're the top dog, Coach. Really? Yeah, so don't tell anybody. They're just tell <laughs> them to put it in order of
1: hits. So because, because the number uh, two?
0: Yes. Nice. So like I've I've told people that they're like wow you're right at the top wow you're you're carrying the whole you're
1: carrying the whole station
0: <laughs> they don't realize that the show after that is a a a b b you know they they didn't realize this show.
1: <laughs> Uh ignorance is bliss big dog let's yeah. keep let's keep it our personal secret
0: yeah we've been ripping ourselves for way too long we've been kicking ourselves you know
1: yeah.
0: for, as long as we've been on radio maybe we should start you know like at least acting like we're successful
1: yeah we'll give it a shot what the heck Got it. I mean, it, it
0: it works to me when I go out to the club
1: yeah. That's an interesting combination, though. You go to Shinto Japanese Hibachi Grill, yes, and, and then you go salsa dancing. That's an interesting one, too. I don't think I'd remember our phone number after doing those two things. i I got to be quite honest. I don't think I'd remember my they, name. they they
0: got these $5 martinis there and $3 wasabi bomb.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, and boy. A taxi driver? That's a pretty good deal. Wow. Taxi! Got a designated driver last night, I hope. Yes, we did. Mm. We did. Wow. Wow. So, Wow. What's, what's that uh, Japanese, the, the shot? Uh, sa- sake? Saki? Sake.
0: Woo! Oh, I, I meant sake bombs. I said wasabi bombs. I meant sake oh, bombs. Oh,
1: boy, that stuff, that <laughs> stuff, that stuff will load you up and will send you downtown. Hmm. Wow, you know, hot sake, right? Usually you have it kind of like warm?
0: Yeah, well, you can drink it that way. Uh, I, I usually, like, normally I just drink it cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, they do have, like, the hot sake. Now, that's it's like thirty percent alcohol, so it's almost as potent as like hard alcohol, but it tastes like nice. Yep. You just drink that stuff down, you don't realize you're doing about three quarters of a shot of Jack every time you drink one of those things. <laughs> with that, that starts adding up.
1: Oh goodness! All right, well, we got the big dogs night last night. Uh, always an eventful evening, but uh, at least you had your phone with you, were able to join us on time today. That's outstanding, big dog. We do. Have to get to the sports world here after our one, two, three, four of our opening bits, and we got a lot of stuff going on. I want to talk some baseball. I'm uh, getting to go to my first Chicago Cubs game tonight. Very excited about that. But first, on the dock at Big Doe, we got to talk about what will be our final, at least for a while, our final game seven. We've always talked about the specialty, the specialness, the goosebumpness of those two words in professional sports. But tonight, seven o'clock, Channel Five, we have Game Seven NHL. I know you're excited.
0: You know, I I am not going to uh, I, I won't get be on this too long, but ESPN, come on! I know you the ABC owns you and and they have the finals, but still today there was at least five times as much talk about uh, the about the Miami Heat than there was about the game seven tonight that's going to be played on NBC. It's ridiculous. I know you don't own the rights to it, so you can care less about hockey. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, if they have a baseball game tonight, Coach, and Brandon Phillips is in it, they'll do a five-minute segment on Brandon Phillips, okay? Mm -hmm. But they won't talk about the Stanley Cup final game seven. I am sick and tired of ESPN and SportsCenter manipulating stuff so they determine what's the biggest story and what's the most important sports. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's a game seven in hockey. You can vote. And 15 minutes of of SportsCenter tonight.
1: Uh, vote with your remote, big dog, and turn off ESPN and turn on I any mean, one of the other uh, mm-hmm. sports shows. But I, but I hear what you're saying. They are the uh, the sports news version of being a homer. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they'll publicize it, it, their stuff much more. Anytime you see a
0: special on an athlete, mm-hmm. anytime you see like a, them do like a, oh, like here's here's a little thing by Tom Rinaldi. Okay, well I guarantee you they they have a game with that, that team playing in it within the next day or two. Interesting. So that's basically all they're doing is promoting their uh, the actual game. That's
1: yeah, what they can smart. do then, if it goes far enough, they can lose their credibility as a sports news source. They're
0: so good about it, and people are such so sheep that you don't even yep. notice it, Coach, is yep. what happens. Yep. That's exactly what goes on. Yeah,
1: pretty smooth. But either way, right, whether ESPN publicizes or not, it should be a great matchup. So many stories, so many ways this game could go, the drama unfolding here, Game 7 uh Boston basically has been crushing Vancouver in Boston, big dog. But at Vancouver, every team's won the home game. All three games in Vancouver have been one-goal games, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah, they they have. It's, and they've been tight. They've been tense. And in Boston, the game's been over eight minutes into the game.
1: Yeah. So I, I taped game six. And, uh, you know, I came home later at night, so I didn't have time to watch all three, period. But I'm... Fast-forwarding through, anticipating, you know, i watch the end of the second period, all the third period, close game, game six, all the drama, the intensity. I'm looking forward to it. And I, I can see the scores. I'm fast-forwarding through. and I was like, whoa, hold it. Four-nothing. Four-nothing. Like ten minutes into the game. Like, what the heck? And then I find out they scored four goals, big dog, in like four minutes and 20 seconds of the it's first the, period.
0: It's the four fastest goals in the history of the Stanley Cup Finals. They've been playing this for a long time. Wow. This it is like the 80th day in the cup finals, so that's, yeah. that's that's a pretty historic moment is is where that stretch of hockey is about as as great of hockey as any team has ever played in the history of the game
1: Boston Bruin fans going crazy Roberto Roberto Luango getting pulled after goal number three i mean game over about twelve minutes into the game it was unbelievable
0: dude, dude, I, I i love they showed I mean, obviously the little bit they covered on ESPN. Uh, Tim Thomas, who Roberto Luongo was talking smack about. Yep. You know, indirectly, doing the, doing LeBron James, like, saying it, but not really saying it. Uh uh-huh. Oh, so, you know, he doesn't, he looks like a coward. Tim Thomas, there was a puck on the ice. As soon as they came on the ice during warm-ups, he cranked up a shot and shot at Luongo. No joke, coach.
1: They are,
2: they, they, they are, are friends. friends. During
0: warm-ups, shot on Luongo. <laughs>
1: The two of them are friends, Big Doug, So I know Luongo kind of ratcheted up the trash talk a little bit, but maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe he was doing it out of uh, trying to trying to loosen the pressure a little bit, loosen the tension. Maybe I don't know.
0: Uh, well, I got to be honest with you, Coach. Yeah, uh, I mean, I really have never lost a friend over sporting competition, but I've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I had like a best friend that played at Downers Grove South. You know what I mean? And we played football against each other. You know what I mean? And I have to admit, it's like. Uh, I got. I grew some animosity towards the kid a little bit, you know. And I can't even imagine what a, a, a Stanley Cup Finals could ruin a friendship. Mm-hmm. It could. I, that's it's that important, and it means that much to these guys, whose not only livelihood depends on it, you know, and feeding their families, but truly like their whole life. If you if you grow up being a goalie and and you're good enough to make the NHL, you're a different type of person, coach. You know, you're absorbed and you live that life, and you could end up. I, I don't know if it's good-natured. Honestly, I really don't know if it is. They might have been friends. I don't think they are anymore.
1: Well, we will see. One of them is going to carry out a Stanley Cup and be the hero tonight. The other is... uh Gonna say, hey, pretty good season, but falling short of the ultimate goal. Gonna feel awfully bad about it, Luongo and Tim Thomas, who's been brilliant in the net for Boston. Again, all the games in Vancouver have been tight, close games. Couple of them, I think, decided in the final minute. One, one of them in overtime. Hopefully, Big Dog. You know, I'm not really rooting strongly for either team. What I am rooting for is close game come third period. Oh ah, boy, can you imagine if it went OT, sudden death?
0: That, is, that's Woo. exactly. So, somebody said it perfectly to me. They're like, hey, nothing is, nothing is better than a Stanley Cup game yeah. seven. And somebody else said, unless there's overtime. Yeah. We all do exactly. That. That's
1: exactly what we're hoping. Yeah. Stanley, Stanley Cup, sudden death, overtime. We talked about it before, even for non-hockey fans. And hockey's not in my top one, two of sports. I enjoy it. But it's not among my best. We've said this before, Big Dog. A, sta- a sudden death of the Stanley Cup playoffs is arguably... As good as it gets in sports, and I mean that legitimately, you make it a Stanley Cup final, and you just ratchet up that exclamation mark a little bit more.
0: You know, It, it seems like I've continued to have the work at during huge events. I, I have nothing to do tonight, Coach. I am not kidding you. I, the the girlfriend knows it. Uh, everybody in the house knows it. Come mm-hmm. around 8 o'clock tonight, just leave me alone for the next three hours. I think
1: it comes out at 7. I'm
0: not doing anything, Coach. I'm napping before to make sure I don't fall asleep or anything. <laughs> I was, I'm, really, I'm making it a special night, Coach. It's my hockey night.
1: Beautiful. Open up a nice bottle of wine, uh, maybe a little champagne. But uh, the game's at seven o'clock. They go. Not, not eight o'clock. Seven o'clock. Oh, it's 7 o'clock. I don't want oh, you to miss yeah. the. I don't want your nap. You know, you get all fired up for three periods of hockey. You join the game, and Boston's up like six nothing, and your evening is ruined.
0: <laughs> People in Vancouver are riding yeah. in the street. Yeah. Do you think those green guys? I mean, if they lose, they they can't come
1: back. Are those, so those, do- the green guy. Are the green guys. Boston fans. Yeah, yeah those, they're, 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 those guys are, are they're, they're se- 75% hilarious and 25% like really creepy.
0: I, 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 I'm tending more creepy in that, Coach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How would you, to the listeners out there not aware of what we're talking about, the Boston Bruins have two, well, for lack of a better term, green guys. Describe, Big Dog, to our listeners who might not know what the hell we're talking about, which is most, pretty typical on this show. Most
0: sports fans will know what I'm talking about. They, they got those bodysuit tights. That it's all one color, and there happen to be they used to just be green. Now, like the guy, there's an Illinois guy, and he's got he's all orange. you yep. know he comes to the game, basically it's a whole tight body suit, including covers the face. You can't see an inch of skin. It's complete green.
1: Shows and, all the contours of the body.
0: Yes, and those guys, they whenever somebody gets in the penalty box from the other team, <laughs> the have been doing this for a couple of years. These guys are like three or four years old, coach. That's why I'm surprised you just have seen these. They're in the for the last couple Blackhawks. You don't remember the Plasters where the Blackhawks would have, uh, uh, like, Buffalo would be sitting there and some guy would be pounding his groin and tights up against the glass where he's in the penalty box at?
1: I actually There's just. Be- you, you don't. Oh, a- I just became aware of them uh, this year, but,
0: you know, that, that stuff, stuff. I'm That su- guy and lycra and a sheet of glass is the only thing between him and Buffalo. They can't be too comfortable.
1: <laughs> I- I'm surprised that uh, security. Security does not step in that they actually allow that. I don't mind the fans, you know, the green guys dancing a little bit and doing they some – They climb up on yeah, the penalty box. They, they basically go like Spider-Man on the penalty box. <laughs>
0: that is exactly what yeah.
2: they
1: do. <laughs> it's a little bit uh, – i I'm, I'm surprised the NHL allows it, but uh, maybe Gary Bettman sees it. You know, we're talking about it on the two guys at a mic show, so it must be good for hockey. Hockey
0: needs anything they possibly can do to create interest and do stuff. You know, honestly, and I'm not – Saying it needs to be a circus. Keep the game exactly the way it is. Don't mess with the game. But, you know, that, that type of stuff, they they can't be too, they can't come off as a curmudgeon. You know, mm-hmm. by the way, talk about, like, what you do to keep your league viable and stuff. Please tell me you heard what Pete Van and the Purity Chiefs are doing, coach. Please tell me you've heard.
1: You know, I, I have not. I know they're trying something that they had to get approval from the league, but I, I would love to tell you. I know they're trying. Is it tonight that they're doing it? It's uh, Well,
0: it's, I'm not sure. I think it's. Yeah, it is Wednesday. Okay, I'm pretty sure it was Wednesday,
1: so it would be today. Tell me about Peoria Chiefs minor league, Triple A minor league team. So that would be Double A, Double A minor league team for the Chicago Cubs or what? What what franchise? Uh,
0: You know what? You know what? It's now it's Single A and it's no longer the Cubs. Now that I realize it, okay. Yeah, do you remember because they were Double A Cubs a long time, a long time, and then now. Then the Cubs moved mm-hmm. the West to the C and Peoria Single A okay. they play the Kane County Cougars. So that's what,
1: what promotion are they trying? I heard some talk about it, but I actually have never heard the actual promotion.
0: Now, in honor of, I mean, this is going to be pretty expensive, Coach. They're handing out NBA championship rings. The, uh, the actually, it's a, a mock championship ring of uh, uh, the, the one that LeBron James should have won. <laughs> So you're gonna go there? They're gonna hand you nothing, okay? And uh-huh. then they're talking to the league, and they just want to completely skip the fourth inning, like LeBron James skipped the fourth quarter.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: wow! <laughs> they're gonna go right from the third to the fifth. Wow! They're going, They're talking to the league if they can get permission to do it.
1: Fire on LeBron James, huh? That's, That's a little harsh. That, that is a little harsh. That's cruel.
0: Yeah. A little
1: bit. It's got some humor to it, but it's a little bit cruel. A little bit harsh.
0: Poor LeBron. If it sells you an extra thousand tickets and you make an extra, and then after concessions and mm-hmm. blah, 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 uh, you know, Pete Vanaki makes an extra 25000 in one day because of it, who knows, maybe more than a $100,000. i am not exactly sure how, how how much money they're pulling in, in, in the minor league park.
1: We could do a whole show, easily. We could do a whole week's worth of programming on some of the uh, eventful and humorous and creative Special nights the minor league teams have done throughout the years, big. I mean, you could do an entire week, and you know what? It'd be good radio.
0: Yeah, we would have Mike Vec on a lot when we were doing the the morning break, and, uh, you know, he's up in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and that's the international league. That's not, like, they were the independent league. They're not exactly, they're not affiliated with any particular team. Mm -hmm. So it's like the the league that, like, the Schomburg Flyers and stuff are in. And he would tell us, like, the stuff that he did was absolutely crazy. But something that I found out recently is I did not realize that Disco Demolition, which Bill Beck is blamed for, it was 100% Mike Beck.
1: His son. Everything
0: everything was Mike Beck. -hmm. Bill Beck was was the owner, and he pulled off thousands and thousands of crazy gimmicks to get people to go to the ballpark-type deals. So people just assumed it was him. But I I found out recently Mike Beck put the whole thing together with Steve Dahl. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and so Bill like, Beck, his dad covered up for him so his son wouldn't get in blame. trouble. Is that what you're implying? Took
0: took all the blame for him. Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. Coach.
1: Interesting. Well, the apple does not fall far from the tree cuz Mike Beck definitely uh, took his dad's creativity and one up to him. I know and I'm uh, trying to remember some of the funny special nights that they've had, big dog, but uh, I know tremendously creative. I'm you know, we may have to do a little research maybe and come back again. We could do a, a number of shows just on some of the humorous minor league nights.
0: Yeah, and uh, by the way, Disco Demolition Night is the ugliest incident besides maybe 10-cent uh, beer night in Cleveland in the history of Major League Baseball.
1: <laughs> what about Honestly. bring your dog to the park day at White Sox Park?
0: Okay, yeah, it, those people without pooper scoopers, come on. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, that Why rough day, it? rough day for the maintenance people at Comiskey Park.
0: Dog days of August. Woo! No, I do understand wow. the, whole, it, the, the whole wording of that's, it. That's, that's... Did you have that April 10th? You know what? 101 degrees in a pile of dog too is the worst smell on
1: the planet. Oh, you are so right, big dog. Schedule that game if you have to schedule it. Schedule it in cold weather, and boy, you're talking about a dog day in August. That's one game you don't want going extra innings. No. Believe me. I not would not. I don't go to the <gasps> yellow Hello. It is cool. Clean up on I O five. Clean up on I O five, please. Yeah, not a good day for the vendors either. Can you imagine the vendors trying to work their way through uh the different would, obstacles, shall we say?
0: I would definitely take the day off if I was a vendor that day. Yeah. I would do the Mark Carmen and go in the upper deck. <laughs> <take
2: a nap. laughs>
1: Big dog referring to one of our fine co-hosts from days gone by Mark Carmen, longtime award winning vendor for the uh, games. But one time, and it was on NBC's channel five with Mark Gian Greco on the sports news at the end of the sports uh, news programming. They show a vendor asleep. Way at the top row of U.S. Cellular Park, I think it was still a U.S. Cellular Park. Not, I mean, it, it was the new park, not the old one. And I don't know if you were watching TV at the time, Big Dog. I was. Oh, isn't that funny? Look at the guy sleeping up there. And I go, "Hey, that's Carmen, our radio my partner, mom. Mark Carmen, up there sound asleep before the game." My, my I know that guy. <laughs> yeah, of course he did the same thing when he was doing the show, which explains why he's no longer hosting our show.
0: Yeah,
1: but yeah, but he's he's, he's moved on. Yes, he is. He's doing some fine work out in Kansas City. By the way, speaking of Kansas City, we should quickly mention our uh, United States soccer team at beautiful Sporting Life Field in Kansas City, Missouri, defeated uh, not Guatemala but Guadalupe one to nothing in the Concacaf the Concacaf Cup, big dog to advance to the quarterfinals. It was a game we had to win, and we did one nothing over the always tough Guadalupe team. Uh Guadalupe underrated, tough. Underrated. Enough, coach. You, you never overlook a Guadalupe. No. Apparently, we overlooked the Panama team because we lost to them about three days ago in an upset.
0: Yeah. Uh, by the way, did you happen to see that goal? The, the one nothing goal by Josie Altador.
1: Love Josie Altador. I have not seen the replay yet. No, twenty five yard drill shot, right?
0: Yeah, the number one play uh, in Sports Center okay. last night. Phenomenal. Yeah, that top shelf. It hit the top of the net. It was still going up. It was one of those shots. Bro. Okay. It didn't hit the back of the net
1: mm-hmm.
0: top of the net wow from 25 yards wow. you know what I'm, that's like the trajectory the ball took it was going up when it went into the net yeah, that's some or-
1: serious elevation on the uh, soccer mm-hmm. ball beautiful mm-hmm. and that was the only goal of the game so they needed that uh that baby U.S wins one to nothing I gotta go back now the NCAA College World Series. Again, phone lines open. Uh, Big Dog and the Coach spanning the globe. Sports and more here as we are wont to do on the two guys in a mic show. If you want to join us in the discussion, baseball, NHL finals, uh, anything off the sports page. We've gone into driving accidents, obituaries, and uh, just about everything in between so far in this show. But 888-463-6748, minor league baseball promotions as well. 888-463-6748, the phone number, but... Um, the NCAA College World Series, we're down to our final eight teams. Now, I wasn't on yesterday's show. I missed the end, but it sounded like maybe one of the greatest finishes to a college baseball game ever. I'm hoping you at least saw the replay. Do you know which game I'm talking about, no, first of no,
0: all? No I, no, I, no, I don't, Coach. What happened?
1: All right, Virginia I, I, is the I, I, number one I, I'm, I'm, I'm salsa
0: seed. I dancing with a, a Puerto Rican, a Mexican, and a Filipino last night.
1: No excuse, because this was two days ago. I was going to report this game yesterday. Oh, what so happened? So you cannot blame the hot sake and the salsa dancing and the mix, the creative mix there on uh, your lack of awareness here. All right, okay. Virginia is the number one seed. Okay? Yeah, they're the, I the favorite, know, favorite the,
0: the UC Irvine game, yes. Yes, Coach. they're
1: playing UC Irvine, the Fighting Ant Eaters, one-to-one in the series. Again, I didn't watch it. I'm just reading. I got goosebumps reading the damn
0: I thing. I saw it, Coach. I saw it. Oh, you did? Yes, I did see the highlights of it, yeah.
1: Game three, so it came down to Virginia is losing two-to-one, UC Irvine about to pull off the upset against the top-ranked team, and it came down to uh, literally the final strike. Right? Two outs, two strikes? Yes, yes, yes. And the guy gets what, a base hit? Uh, a single up the middle. Okay. Right in the box. So, and then they get a, a walk and a couple of more hits, and it comes down to two outs. And the kid gets is the, is the base hit up the box the game winner is that the one you're talking yeah, about?
0: That was the game winner. Yeah, okay. that's what I thought you were talking about. You're wow. We're talking about there was nobody on and two outs and two strikes
1: and yes. Okay, well that's awesome. What that's awesome. a come! I mean, you feel bad for the Fighting Anteaters and the, all the folks at UC Irvine. But what? Tell me, Big Dog, did they show the reaction of the Virginia players that had to be an unbelievable celebration? It was a pile.
0: I mean, they piled. It was it was uh, the 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 tying run came home. The winning run came wow. home. And three seconds later, there were 25 boys in a pile uh, wrestling. It was, it was unbelievable.
1: No greater feeling when you are at the depths and you're about to be defeated, especially upset when you had aspirations of such great things. And It's like a near-death experience. And you've been given life again. It's one of the great ultimate highs in sports in Virginia, coming out of nowhere to win that game three to two, four, or three hits and a walk, all with two outs to win the game. Amazing.
0: Yeah, it's you know Virginia's a pretty good team coach. oh very good. and and this year, a lot of the typical like powerhouse has knocked out. you know that's uh so like, Virginia is not your typical powerhouse. so that's it's it's a uh, a strange year for the College World Series. It's not like uh, littered with Florida and USC, you know, and mm-hmm. like those type of schools.
1: Oh. Vanderbilt right now apparently the uh, favorite college baseball World Series final 8 teams double elimination the Vanderbilt Commodores are just rolling i think they've gone through the uh, super regionals and the preliminary game they're like 5 and 0 oh, outscoring <laughs> teams like 56 to 8 something like that they're they're the dominant team right now
0: they're the favorite. Who? I mean, how often yeah. is Vanderbilt going to be the favorite? That's yep. that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about, Coach. Is mm-hmm. Vanderbilt isn't even in the top half of SEC schools in terms of baseball. Mm-hmm. they the number one team in the country. Traditionally, traditional I'm talking about Vanderbilt. Yeah,
1: we'll that's keep baseball. an eye on the college baseball tournament. We want to get to uh, Cubs, Sox, the rest of Major League Baseball. But real quick, big dog, tomorrow we'll start previewing. The U.S. Open, the Congressional Country Club, Bethesda, Maryland, one of the great golf tournaments. I'm excited about it. Uh, make sure you keep your Sunday afternoon open for the final 18 holes. But the U.S. Open, coming right at you, Big Day. You are our golf expert here on the show.
0: It's good to know. And all I know about golf now is that anybody has a chance to win it. Now I mean, the, really, it's wide open. Yeah. Wide open. As, as a matter of fact, right now, currently, in uh, uh, of the top ten members, Of the the players that are in the top 10 right now worldwide, only three of them have won a major.
1: Mm -hmm. Isn't that? That's hard to believe, isn't it, coach? It is indeed. I think the favorite right now, like 10 to 1, 12 to 1, is Lee Westwood, who's a good golfer, but not exactly. You mentioned Lee Westwood, doesn't exactly make you shake in your boots.
0: And it's 10 to 1. Mm-hmm. Normally, you know, you get the Tiger Woods odds. He's two to one or he's even odds yep. you know, to win a golf tournament with 120 people in it.
1: Phil Mickelson struggling of late. Uh, we all know he's gotten over the, the jinx over the hump of winning a major tournament, big dog. But, uh, in the U.S. Open, he has finished second place five times, says our research department here at the two guys in a mic show. By the way, our research department recently, uh, drug tested. So everything's good and clean in that department, but he has never, Phil Mickelson has never won the U.S. Open, maybe. Just maybe this could be his year.
0: Yeah, it was never a matter of him like uh, like bad luck, or whatever. With but with, with the U.S. Open, he died, I don't want to say choke because choke is a really really strong word. Dude, you know what I mean? But yes. just, he, I don't want to say folded either. But he had a couple just mind blowing horrible holes that just didn't make any sense when he was when he's blown these leads in the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. He's finished twice or well, you say he's finished five times in second place. Yep. He was in the lead at least three times on the final day mm-hmm. of U.S. Open. Oh, he's, yeah, and, nice. and he's had, like, I remember the one where he hit it into the tent. Yep. So all he has to do is this gigantic fairway. You know, he's got his great iron game. He always has the par four.
1: Hooked you know, it way to the left.
0: Oh, my goodness, yeah. yeah. Or I guess he sliced it, Coach, because he's a lefty.
1: <gasps> oh, you're right, you're right, you're right.
0: Yeah, but it went to the left. You're exactly right. And it went to that gigantic white tent. Mm-hmm. It was over with. In a meltdown, yeah. yeah. the, the next shot he tried to save it, and everybody else is just like Phil. You don't have to, play, you know, make a miracle shot, and that you know, and then then think about it. Last year, so he's made, he has blown tournaments because of trying to make up for bad shots, mm-hmm. and then what was the tournament last year? Was the PGA, where or was or was it the Masters, where he was up against a tree, and all he had to do was just play it safe, and he decided to like. uh Play it backhanded, yeah, and and then it lands two feet from the hole. I mean, so Phil Phil Mickelson has testicles, coach. So if he ever if he ever blows a load, I mean, blow like blows a lead late in the in a in a, in a tournament, I'm never going to say he choked or he folded or he did anything. The guy plays the win constantly. And mm-hmm. sometimes when you roll the dice like that, you look like a hero. Sometimes you look like a zero.
1: Yeah, I agree. I always liked the guy too because even before he had ever won a major, you know, all the media people building up the, you know. The great Phil Mickelson, but can't win under pressure, can't win the big one. And he would always come off these tournaments, and he'd be disappointed. He would always be willing to be interviewed. And, uh, you know, while well, the the interviewer was expecting some dramatic and, you know, disappointed and crushed golfer. And Mickelson would come out, hey, you know, I took third place. I'm pretty happy with the way I play. I mean, you took third, fourth, fifth, sixth at a major tournament. You're still playing phenomenal. You know, I'm disappointed, Jim, that I didn't win at all, but uh, you're still pretty satisfied with the way I played. And the the interviewer's like, huh? What? And th- that's exactly the reaction you should have had. Yeah, you want to win it all, but you know you don't get crushed. You don't. You still take pride in the fact you finished in the top ten. I always appreciated that attitude from Mickelson.
0: Yeah, and uh, it, and I also appreciated the fact that you know you got to take those people with the with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. while Mickelson at that time was the greatest player that had not won a, a major. <laughs> You know, uh, right before that, Sergio Garcia was the greatest player that never won a major. Oh, by the way, Sergio Garcia still hasn't won a major. <laughs> you know, so maybe Sergio Garcia wasn't as great as we thought he was. Mm-hmm. You know, so you you get these labels and people get tagged and all this other stuff. And you know, you know, maybe like LeBron James has been tagged the wrong way. You know, he's may he's not a choke artist. You know, maybe he doesn't have like the killer instinct and all this stuff, and right. he's really been t- labeled a bad guy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it but you know you do have control over it in some way. You know, and Phil Mickelson was able to be like, hey, hey, I played well. I don't care what you guys say. And eventually he was able to win majors because of that type of attitude. Mm-hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. that's why Sergio Garcia never took that next level. He was totally was going to be so great, and maybe the pressure got to him, and he never was able to attain that.
1: Golfing expert Joe Redwanski joining us tomorrow. Who will have a more in-depth look at, uh, the, I believe, the 111th running of the U.S. Open. I woke up this morning, big dog, and just... For no reason, I had a twitch and just started mumbling Nick Watney's name over and over. Nick Watney. Nick Watney. I had no idea why. It just kept coming out of my mouth. So maybe that's a, um omen of things to come. But somehow, me, my coffee, and Nick Watney this morning. What can I tell you?
0: Um, I'm Nick. definitely going with a Steve Stricker coach.
1: little University of Illinois prospect?
0: Okay, maybe you, okay. you got me.
1: Right. I hate to tell you, I'm... I'm 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 just a
0: homer, 100% of the time, Coach. Right, we'll I talk. do like Rory McIlroy, Coach. I would like to see him play well uh, so, uh the tournament.
1: So would Rory McIlroy, and even more importantly, so would Melissa McIlroy, his lovely wife who uh, would like to purchase a little higher end in the stores of late. Uh, but that's a whole other story. We'll talk more U.S. Why, why, Open why tomorrow. Would he get married? Huh? Why would he get
0: married, Coach? He's like 21 or 22.
1: <laughs> is is McIlroy the guy who had the lead in, in the Masters? Yeah. And he, uh, and he blew up. Losing by 10 strokes. Yeah. He's cool. You yeah, felt bad he, for him. That was, every young kid has to go through that experience. He had, what, a three, four stroke lead coming into the final day? Uh, yeah. There's blow ups and there's blow ups. His was of the 82 variety.
0: Yeah. It was, it was, it was high. He shot really Ooh, high that day. Yep, yeah.
1: Yep. You felt bad for the guy. You felt bad. And apparently in golf, when you start sinking, and it starts going again. It's very tough to get out of it because you see these guys starting to fold, and more often than not, big dog, the fold goes from a uh, little bit to disastrous.
0: Yeah, and no knock on us hacked. but yep. you know they're not they're not folding on the the Downers Grove local golf club. No. Okay, they're they're folding on a a course that is <laughs> yeah. made to make the best players in the world go
1: crazy. So yeah, yeah it's, with thousands oh, it's and thousands fun. of fans watching and a TV camera right in your face, we should add Uh uh-huh yeah all right real quick big dog let's get to some baseball action again you want to join in folks love to hear from our fans out there feel free to give us a call user friendly sports talk radio you call up you talk to the big dog and the coach in a non-threatening way it's a beautiful thing 888-463-6748 remember our motto don't be afraid to call and make your comments because nobody's listening anyways triple eight <laughs> four six three six seven four eight big dog I gotta mention our Chicago Cubs two wins in a row down four to one yesterday against the uh soon to be first place Milwaukee Brewers good ball Club the Cubs fight back three runs in the eighth inning Ramos Ramirez a two run jack and then they win it in the eleventh inning the types of games they've been losing all year dog and they found a way to win yesterday very impressive
0: yeah it's good uh bullpen coming up strong again for the for the Chicago Cubs they they got some assets, they'll be able to sell to off pretty soon. And it's good to see Aramis Ramirez starting mm-hmm. to hit the ball hard because it would be really, really nice to see Aramis Ramirez on a, on a contending team in the second half. Mm-hmm.
1: And again, and you and me are about the only two people in Chicago, at least on, on Sports Talk Radio. You know, there, And I completely agree with Mike Quad, I said, by the way, his quotes yesterday, the day before, and he did it, I think, in a non-critical way, but he, he kind of just matter-of-factly said, you know, there's a lot of fans out there who don't, aren't always represented by the letters that you read to the editor and the people that are calling up on Sports Talk Radio, complaining, complaining, the Cubs are this, making fun of the Cubs, making fun that there's a large, silent majority of fans out there who aren't thrilled with the fact the Cubs aren't winning, but still support the team. And I include myself in that aspect. But Big there's something about this year's Cubs team that is likable. They haven't tanked it. They're still putting through effort, and it's nice to see them get a little reward.
0: I, I, I've said it over and over again, and I know that people, you got to really listen and hear what I'm saying here. I finally like the direction of the Cubs. This team actually has a plan, unlike the last two years throwing together teams that when people thought they were going to contend the last two years and they got up, they were angry. Why is this team winning? It was just, it was just mind-boggling how bad it, they were, and I'm like, that's why they're not winning. They don't have that much talent. Well, now they don't have a lot of talent, but at least we see they have a plan, and their minor league system coach. I know it's minor leagues and uh, you know whatever, but if you're going to build a a team that's going to contend year in and year out, and that's what I want out of the Cubs, I don't want some flash in the pan. You know, every once in a while, I want a a team that can contend year in and year out. You have to build through the minor league system. And folks, they had 12 players on their Double A team
1: named to the All Star team. Nice.
0: All eight position players and four pitchers.
1: Is that uh, Midland, Tennessee?
0: That's uh, West Penn. West okay. Penn, yeah. Okay. So,
1: so Jackson,
2: Tennessee coach. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's, that's good to hear. You Coach, I, I researched every single one of these players. It took me like an hour and a half. I went through all these guys. It's unbelievable how like, they're being talked about in the minor league system. The Cubs are running away with the double-A. And they got all types of players in Triple A too. So,
1: Mm -hmm. well, it was two young players, both I believe from their minor league system, that won the game for them in the 11th inning. Off the bench comes Tony Campana, the five foot seven, five foot six inch mighty might. He goes opposite field to Ryan Brown in left field, while Ryan Brown's picking up the ball. He surprises him and Campana goes for second base, trying to stretch a would-be single into a double. Slides head first, big dog, barely safe, just ahead of the throw.
0: Awesome! I got I got to watch it. Oh,
1: that was! I mean, Tony Campana, instant excitement. He gets another big hit, and then they uh, bunt him over to third. Thank you very much, Kosuke Fukudome, Starlin Castro. First pitch drills it over the center fielder's head. So two young kids win the game.
0: I I saw the highlight. Uh, Starlin Castro looked for something up in the zone. Yep. And he ended up being a single, but a normal defense, it would only be you know a sacrifice fly. But that's he got a pitch up in the zone. Mm Took a nice. A short swing at it, his Cubs win a ball game. It was as simple as that. And, Coach, taking the extra base, the the difference of the the Cubs winning a game. And Tony Campana, I could truly see as a fifth outfielder for the Chicago Cubs, a a pinch runner, a guy that, oh, it's a tie ball game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do we have a better chance of putting in the fat dude to hit the ball out of the ballpark, one out of every 15 at that, or a guy that's going to get on Mm -hmm. once every – you know, three times and going they steal two bases. And, you know, what's more likely to happen for your team? I, I like guys like Tony Campana yep. being on the ball club. They need yep. to keep him.
1: Yep. You bring Tyler Colvin back when he gets a – I'm convinced that Tyler Colvin will be a player next time back. He's going to stick. D.J. LeMayhew. we got Darwin Barney, Starlin Castro. I would agree with you. As good a young core as Chicago Cub players, uh, not only good, but they're exciting. Yeah. They're fun to watch. They, they have a little, uh, a little sizzle, a little sexiness to them.
0: And for the first time ever, the last couple of years, the Cubs have actually drafted players, mm-hmm. and they're good. And people can say, "Oh, the baseball draft doesn't mean anything," yet. Yeah, because you know what? Usually, the reason why it doesn't get hyped up, coaches, because these kids have to wait four or five years. You know, so that's why we don't—they don't—we don't really all get all fired up over these kids. But the, the, the truth be told, for years, how long do we wait as Cubs fans? Oh, we're waiting four or five years. Well, we, those four or five years never got here because. Between like 1985 and 1998, the only thing that came up through the Cubs systems was Sean Dunston and Mark Gray. And nothing else. It was Steve Traxel. Oh, yeah, heck yeah, that was a good season and a half. Oh, thank God we got Kerry Wood. That panned out and his arm blows out. <laughs> you know, So, like, all of a sudden now they really truly do the last five years. Everybody they've drafted in the first, second, or third round mm-hmm. is like Major League Ball players coach. It's about time here to Chicago Cubs. You think they should have uh, enough money and enough. Uh, what do you call them, ability to figure out how to draft somebody the first couple rounds of the of the Major League Baseball draft. Yeah. So it's good if you're a Cub fan, Coach, if you truly are a diehard Cub fan, if you really want a World Series, they are finally on the path to win a World Series. I, in my heart, I really believe that, Coach. They are finally doing things the way an organization needs to do them win a World Series, even though this year, 2011, they're probably going to lose 98 ball games.
1: Big Dog, all fired up in the Chicago Cup. Big Dog, I will be making my first, possibly my only, appearance at Wrigley Field tonight, courtesy of four sweet tickets from my good friend Smith Barney. Steve, fine listener to the program. Dog, in about 15 seconds or less, any advice for me tonight at Wrigley Field?
0: Uh, Public, with uh, transit, is the best way to go to Wrigley Field. Without Plan flight. to do that. Okay, and... Uh, Without a doubt, you can sneak a pine in. Coach, you're a really slim guy. You can probably, you know, you can wear the big, thick jacket and get a pine tent. No All right. problem.
1: All right. I'm going to walk around the bowels of Wrigley Field and look for something up in the zone as well. All right, like Big Dog, that. we'll uh, talk tomorrow. I'll give you some highlights from Wrigley Field and hopefully talk about a Cub sweep of the Milwaukee Brewers. Sound good?
0: That sounds excellent,
1: Coach. Beautiful. Dog, have a great day. I want to thank everybody out there for listening. Thank you so much. We much, much appreciate each and every listener. We appreciate each and every uh, producer, too, including David Olson, the best of the biz. TalkZone.com, two guys at a mic. We sign off. Have a great day, everybody. 10 o'clock tomorrow, we'll be back at you.